Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1072, May 5th, 2023. 89 degrees was the record high on this day. That was in the year 2000. It was 27 degrees. Uh, that's chilly as recently as 1989. Beautiful full moon tonight. The Lakota would call that the planting moon. Mm. And yes, I have ice outs. This is the last day of ice outs. You fisher men want to get out there and start fishing, go to rippleliputiversity.com. They have an amazing app that helps you set up, tweak, and dial in your hummingbird, Garmin, or Lawrence, Lawrence, Lawrence Marine uh, Electronics <laughs> through low. their app. Low, low. Visit Rippelip. You know, it's, it's hardly fair to the fish, isn't it? Visit mm. rippleliputiversity.com. This is the final day of ice outs. Ice out. Oh. And listen to this uh, for you climate change hysterians who don't really understand yet that the climate change hysteria has nothing to do with the climate. The uh, ice went out of Minnetonka on this day in 1857, right? 1857. 1857. Okay. And in 2018. 2018. That's yeah. the door closing. We're closing on that lid. We're done. Put another nail in that shot. Will he be back for another year of ice outs? <laughs> he better. I hope so. <laughs> tell you the truth. If you want a lake home, the ice is out. You want to get ready for swimming, call Aquaside. Aquaside has been helping people maintain great lake shores for more than 60 years with their equipment, their products. Their products are easy to use and begin working quickly. They're registered with the EPA and DNR, and Aquaside products are completely safe for you, your family, and the fish you're going to check because you keep checking your RippleLipUniversity.com app. Don't let weeds overtake your lake or pond this summer. Keep that swimming area crystal clear. Call Aquaside today. They'll identify your weed problem. Make sure your place looks great all summer long. Call Aquaside at White Bear Lake Company. Call Aquaside at one 800 328-9350 or go to aquaside.com. And now from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Height in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor. Joe Sushir. May I start with the musings of Fred Larson? The musings of Fred Larson. Hail the flashlight king. Hail, Hail you. you. Starting spring field work on our western Wisconsin farm, and that always gives me ample windshield time and a tractor to think. I would uh, like to attempt an amateur link, my first with the mayor's permission. You may, you may proceed. As we all ponder what is happening, both socially and politically in this country, it seems to me that the stigmas of both shame and embarrassment have been erased. I hesitate a bit here because I believe that nobody should carry these around forever, but a little of them go a long way deterring people from doing incredibly stupid things without being ridiculed. Look at politicians these days on both sides of the aisle. They have no qualms about making outlandish proposals that would have been widely ridiculed just a few years ago. 
not to mention bad behavior, poor manners, and social decorum. Of course, these behaviors are routinely dismissed by the perpetrators by citing their outrage or strong feelings about whichever subject is in question. A little humility in the shape of uh, a shame or embarrassment would go a long way in curbing this behavior. This lack of shame has not only affected the average citizen, but has definitely invaded our state houses and even our national offices. Instead, in many circles, especially activist circles, which is a word I suggest be submitted for the foghorn list, is celebrated. On a more lighthearted note, I was at the grocery store checkout line a couple of weeks ago with my wife when the young guy bagging our groceries lightly inquired if we had any big plans for the summer. (laughs) He was a pleasant enough young guy, but I immediately thought of Kenny and his standard response of mind your own business, but quickly improvised and said, why, do you want to come along? This caught both he and my wife off guard, made my wife laugh, which isn't easy for me to do. So I got that going for me, which is nice. See you at the fair, Fred. I bring that up because I'm comforted to know that there's more Freds in this country than we ever acknowledge. Hmm. There's more Freds out there and, and Fredericas behind the windshield of a tractor or working at the John Deere factory or building it. They, they know that the mystery's a bad thing. They just know it in their gut. And they, uh, they do the best they can to, to fight it and to push back. And, and there was Fred. Doing such a thing, mm-hmm. okay. well, and then get routinely ignored uh, every election. Yep. Yeah. We're going to have an exercise today, a class exercise mm. coming up. Well, Gary, uh, Gary has some thoughts too. Hail the flashlight king. Hail, Hail you. you. I didn't think that was enthusiastic. Hail you. Hail. 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 Joe, we are constantly hectored by the global warming crowd. Well, they're they're not they're not worried about global warming. That that movement has nothing to do with the climate. Joe, we are constantly hectored by the global warming crowd, warning that vast structures of coastline, as well as islands, are going to be swallowed <clears throat> up by rising seas. There was an article this past Sunday in the Star Tribune. I, I have to say right here, Gary's about the tenth person who wanted me to uh be aware of that article. I did read it last Sunday. I just didn't bother to ever bring it up. Uh, Last Sunday called, Why Did the Vikings Vanish from Greenland? It turns out that the Vikings were driven from their coastal outpost due to flooding. This outpost existed from about 985 to 1450 A.D., Back around that time, the sea level had risen by more than 10 feet over prior centuries. Yet we are told that mankind is responsible for the rising sea levels today. Well, you're not. I guess it turns out the culprit all along must have been our mother, Mother Earth, pushing back now more than ever Gary Liebman and Egan. I hope more and more people uh, understand that the climate change movement has has nothing to do with the climate. I tore that article out. It's on the table behind me. If yeah. you Would you like me to read it to you word for word? No, it's too long. Okay. But it's true. Uh, the Vikings are up there in Greenland, and uh, not our team. No. No. Because no, they would have lost in the playoffs. They would have. They would have right. lost to the ice. Right. Right. Uh, and they, uh, all of a sudden, you know, their boats were... Above them, mm-hmm. they had to climb up to the. They boats said, "What's going on here?" Well, the oceans were rising. Well, and it, you said you hope more, more and more people 
are awakened to that. I but I think they are. Remember around what, election time last year, people in the state were listing that as about the fifteenth most important topic to them. Because it's not. It's not even a it's, topic. It's, it's made topic. up out of whole cloth. Right. Uh, Jordy has a good point. He's taking bets. This is a really a good point. How long before environmental, environmentalists start attacking EVs? <laughs> wow. Don't, underest, oh. don't underestimate the importance of the fact that the automobile symbolizes freedom and mobility, something vi- vitally important for socialists to destroy or control. Banning the gasoline-fueled vehicles and replacing them with limited-range electrics is a step in that direction. The ability to build in technology to turn them off on command or the ability of limiting the fuel supply is another essential element in their plans. Good luck, Jordy. On that note, I meant to bring or meant to give this to you the other day and I forgot, but you just reminded me mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. This was supplied to us by loyal GLer Flushing Metropolitans on Twitter. Right. It's a repair bill. From a Chevy dealership in West Palm Beach by the name of Roger Dean Chevrolet. This is how much it costs to replace a battery on an EV Chevrolet Volt. All right. Would you guys care to, care where, to guess? Where, where is this from? Uh, this was sent to the GL account. Well, b- by an emailer? No, by a tweeter. Has okay, see, I, I really, really yeah. tried to harp on you that you don't get your news from Twitter. But this, I'm already, you just can't. I'm already wary. All right. I want to hear next topic. But, but uh, you asked the no. question, and I want to throw in a guess. $8,769.34. And this is from what dealership? Roger Dean Chevrolet, which I did verify exists in West Palm Beach, Florida. Roger Dean Chevrolet in West Palm Beach, Florida. And do we know the type of uh, the make? Uh, it's a Chevy. Oh, yeah. it's a, it's a, weren't you listening? Just give us the price. It's Come an on. EV Chevrolet Volt. Is this well, like oh, the price is right? I'm sorry, a Volt. Yeah. I can't go I over. I know a guy who owns a Volt. Big O, and he loves it, but he's a technology guy, Can so he, he gets I'm it. I'm with you. I, I'm oh, with my you. God. Okay, Chris, what did it cost? You didn't guess. Oh, okay, what was Kenny? 8500 9, Yep. Uh, 8600 something, I think. I don't know. Chevy Volt. From 9,000. 12,200. The coolant wasn't bad. Uh, the coolant was $33.95. What coolant? What, what, what do you need coolant That's for? That's what it's just, it, well, this, this is described this is in the bill. I, this is why Twitter Shop supplies me. were $41.50. The battery, gentlemen, was $28,853.99. I, I don't believe that. Jumping and I'll tell you why I don't that. believe it. That's about what a Volt costs. Okay. I mean, no, I'm sure a Volt costs more than twenty eight grand, but not that much more. I don't believe that. I mean, as much as I think EVs are government cars, and I couldn't be more opposed to them for a variety of reasons, I find it hard to believe. And, Rookie, you could be, you know, flashing those fat fingers of yours over the keyboard I am and on. find out why, uh, if uh, that could even be true. I'm on it. Or if you'd let me finish, because I had oh, that part also up here. Hold on, there's more. There's several different makes and models of EV battery battery replacement. And it can range from anywhere from $5,000 up to $31,000. I say we call the dealership. That's a Volkswagen, Tesla, Chevrolet Volt, Hyundai Ioniq, BMW i3, Chevrolet Bolt, and a Nissan Leaf. 
I don't doubt that battery replacement is ridiculously expensive. Battery. I do doubt that it costs twenty-eight grand to put a battery in a Volt. Would it also depend on how old the model is? I don't know, like that? but that's just outrageous. Could we call the dealership? Do we have to? <clears throat> well, do you want to leave this unattended? Do you want to leave this? Kind of. I mean, we're fact-based. That's not. That's not plausible. Okay. I am pulling up that dealership's service department right, right now. Right. Okay. I don't know that I'll have it instantly, but no, you, right now I will do some investigation. Chevy for you. Volt battery replacement cost. That's what I'm clicking on right now. Yeah. And it sends me to a sponsor that doesn't just give you the. Why doesn't it just say how much it is? Call Mauer. Okay. Call Mauer Chev. Tell them who you are. It's really hard to find the price here because it might be that costly. I can be silent as long as it takes for this to happen. I just want quickness here. This is what I'm telling you. Oh, no, let's not do that. What? Let's call Let's call Mike Schoonover. Yes, yes, quickly. Qu- call Mike Schoonover. Uh, what, all I want to know, is that plausible that a Volt battery is 28 grand? That's all I want to know. And uh, he's been dealing with this. I'm sure they've gotten vehicles in that are EVs that require battery replacements due to damage or whatever. Is that him? Yeah. Is that him? Yes. Mike? Hey, Joe. Mike. uh, We're on the show, so don't be using any of them cuss words. He's talking to Joe. Reavers just read a tweet, which uh, always alerts my alarm bells. I don't take my news from Twitter. But there's a Chevrolet dealership in Palm Beach. West Palm Beach. West Palm Beach. Fred Dean? Roger Dean. Roger Dean Chevrolet. And a guy sent us the bill for a battery replacement in a Chevy Volt. Are you with me so far? I am. $28,000. That strikes me as not plausible. Uh, That is uh, probably accurate, Joe. Uh, that's That's not the first time I've heard that. So... Yeah, that's a very expensive repair bill. And then what happens to that battery when it's pulled out? Well, if that's a Chevy Volt, what in the hell is a battery going to cost on a Mercedes Benz? <laughs> that's a good question. Uh, you know what? Hey, I'll do some research for you, okay? Please. I would really appreciate it. Yeah, I'll do some Thanks. I'll do some I appreciate research. you doing my job, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is that Rook? Yeah, yeah. 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 Call, call us back if at your convenience. You got it. Copy All right, that. thank you. Those same thank short you. little fat fingers that were supposed to work the keyboard to find out the cost. Mm-hmm. Uh, our mole zip has sent me the app. This is according to RepairPal.com. Mm-hmm. Chevrolet Bolt EV Hybrid High Voltage Battery Replacement Cost Estimate. The average cost estimate for high voltage battery is nineteen thousand six eighty four and nineteen thousand seven fifty three. And that's a hybrid, you said. Yeah. Did you read the word hybrid? Hybrid. Which means the battery wouldn't be as big as an all-EV battery. And which, I will say, in my defense, the reason I trusted it. this, Joe, 
is the Chevy dealership that I that I use to change my oil things. It looks exactly like this bill that I saw. That's why I thought it was authentic. Well, uh, you're preaching to the choir. You'll never catch me owning one of these government cars. But, okay, at what point is it even worth it to replace the battery? Mm. That's battery. like that's like the battery on your DeWalt, your drill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You go to buy one and you realize, you know what? I could buy a whole new unit with two batteries yeah. for about the same price. At least that's how it used to be. Good Lord. Well, let's get back to the uh, the supposition that started this i i agree that it's just a matter of time before the hysterians uh complain about ev vehicles what's going to be their com- biggest complaint well they'll they'll Cost? see they'll seize upon something that fossil fuels are still, re- are still required to make them or whatever but really what they are going after because again the mystery is bringing about a different country than the united states currently right. is they're really going after the freedom of your movement. What, what really is in play here is how you should behave. And how you should behave might very well include not being able to get up and go wherever you want, whenever you want. Mm-hmm. Because that speaks too much to the patriarchy of the founding fathers who uh, even had the nerve to suggest pursuit of happiness. That's scarier than bleep. Pursuit of happiness. It seems happy. Let's have pursuit I'm not of happy. mediocrity. It seems to me they're pursuing a, a kind of a new style of socialism. It's not certainly not North Korea. Right. And it's not Russia. It's kind of, you could see some similarities between China and the way yeah. we want to go. But it seems like it's a whole new hybrid of socialism that they're pursuing, our, our own kind of special American socialism. Here's Mike back on the line. Mike Schooner. Hey, Joe. Hi. So I only have access to a 2021 Audi e-tron. So that is Audi's electric vehicle. Right. Uh, the labor is only two and a half hours, which I, I don't find. Uh, I would have to do more research on that. But the uh, the part alone, depending on which uh, how many kilowatt or the, the 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 specific type of battery for the vehicle, list price from Audi is thirty nine thousand dollars. That's insane. That's for the part alone. Do people know this when they buy that Audi? <laughs> Are they told when you replace the battery, it's thirty grand? No, thirty well, thirty nine. Thirty nine. Okay. Wow. In our world, if uh, if an EV gets uh, hit, if it's in a severe collision, it's generally going to get totaled out because there's no way to test if the impact did any damage to the internal components of the battery. Right. Wow. Mike, and, thank you. And, I, wow. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, wait. Don't hang well, up on him. And go shops, ahead. you know, shops like myself, I'd, I would be very leery of having a wrecked EV towed to my my location just simply because of the risk of fire. Especially if my car was inside your shop when right. the EV showed up. He would refuse, Joe would refuse that EV. <laughs> so my, Mike, yeah, I was, We won't let that happen. I'm reading a, a piece that you actually sent me from a body shop business called EV Batteries Handling Disposal and Storage, and it sounds like you have to have specially trained technicians just to pull the battery out of there. 
And just because the battery, from what I'm reading, and if this is correct, just because the battery isn't powering the car anymore doesn't mean that it's not charged. Correct? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, and uh, this, if that had to be done, uh, this would be, I would send it to the dealer just simply because, you know, we're talking about, we're talking about warranty issues and, and all kinds of other things. So they're, they're probably better in this particular situation of replacing the drivetrain of an, of an EV, I think they would be better equipped to handle it. So, uh, and, and what are we going to do? Where, you know, am I going to get my technicians to, uh, be up to date on, on the, you know, the Honda EV, the GM EV, the Mercedes, the Porsche, the, you know, there's so many different EVs out there and none of them have the same type of, of setup as far as where they're mounted, how they're mounted. You know, there, there's no, there's no, uh, they're not the same. Right. So we, it would be impossible for us to tool up for that and for us to train for that. Mike, at this point. The, what started this was a repair bill that I saw on social media Here's the other thing that I didn't realize until just now. This was replaced back, according to this document from this dealership, this was replaced back on August 23rd of 2022. The odometer of this vehicle, Mm -hmm. 70,489 miles. Hmm. So you plan on keeping this for a while? Think of the cost over the life expectancy (laughs) of that vehicle. And, Mike, I'm reading here that if you want to paint a car... With that's battery powered, it's advisable to remove the whole battery due to the temperature extreme when you're baking that paint. Wow. Uh, yeah, that's that's another challenge there. But uh, you know, our uh, our fearless leaders, you know, they they thought of all that stuff. <laughs> Mike, I appreciate your callback. Thank you. You bet. You bet. Say the weekend temperatures are supposed to be in the 60s and 70s and only passing showers. You know what that means? It's what? the grilling weather's here. We've had the last of the ice out. You got to make your grunt run. I'm grilling tomorrow, baby. Grilled on my Blackstone. Yep. I made burgers, bacon, and threw a slice of steak on there. Oh. And I can't wait to fire up some rookie burgers yep. on my new Blackstone. Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats on in Hugo on Highway 61, north of Hugo. And Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Forest Lake on uh, 97, just east of Interstate 35. This is... Minnesota-grown beef, beef for Minnesota's farmers, 140 flavors of brats, town ball meatloaf, rookie burgers. But we've said before, that's just the tip of the iceberg. Anything you want, including fish, right? Yeah, you got to get over there, though. You have to you have to experience Grunhofer's to experience the overwhelming. You stare at a freezer for about two hours because you're trying to decide which brat you're going to pick. And tomorrow will be busy. Saturdays yeah, just, yeah. at Grunhofer like are like hanging out at the NAC Hardware and Lounge. Like Christmas morning. Get to the Grunhofer's. The grilling season is underway, although it's been underway for GLers for quite some time. For you normal people, uh, the grilling season is underway. Get to Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo on Highway 61, north of Hugo, and in Forest Lake on Highway 97, east of Interstate 35. Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats. Logic Town Council member. Here's what you're missing. They texted me, did you make this? No, I did not make it. Okay, they shut the account down. Yesterday, I talked to the lady and she said, tell me what one of your last purchases was. Oh, God. $1.61 at Sam's Club. I got the hot... (laughs) 
<laughs> you went in the Sam Club for you a dollar sixty-one. Bleeping hot dog. Bleeping hot dog. It's people it's, uh... like you that are ruining the world. <laughs> got to stand in line between this idiot who has to get his card out to get a hot dog. I, I started scrolling down and I was really, I did get to the embarrassed. I'm like, uh, it was a dollar sixty-one at Sam's. I got the hot dog. The rolled meat log. Two bucks on you. I must not have. I must not have had any money. So well, you parked at Sam's, walked into that giant <laughs> warehouse and bought a rolling meat block and that's it. It's not an overstated meal for a dollar sixty one. It's uh, you get with it. The fixins. <laughs> the fixins. Go behind the scenes of Garage Logic with unfiltered audio and video access, invites to exclusive events, an email newsletter from the mayor himself, and more by signing up at garagelogic.com. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. So, yeah, I know, I know, I know. You're walking through the old Save Big Money store looking for a wax ring, uh, and you saw a good-looking safe, and you had a notion, didn't you? Wait, wait, stop, stop. You're not really going to buy a steel box with a fancy paint job from a glorified lumber yard slash supermarket, are you? No, you're not. Do yourself a favor. Click on over to maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Take a gander at the Liberty brand of safes. They provide the best protection you can get from calamity. And then stop into Maple Grove Lock and Safe, 6901 East Fish Lake Road. Meet and greet the owner, Rich. He's an easygoing stand-up guy. He'll make sure you go home happy. And by happy, I mean you just bought the best safe ever made, the Liberty Safe. And you did it from Rich at Maple Grove Lock and Safe. Uh, forget about buying a generic steel box from anywhere else. Rich in his shop in Maple Grove is the best place in the Midwest to pick up a safe and get lock services. MapleGroveLockAndSafe.com. Let's go through an exercise together. Okay. I was. Uh, we all know that uh, uh, yesterday the little guy, Fry, gave his state of the city address. Yes. <laughs> He sure a, did. A couple of weeks ago, Mayor uh, Carter in St. Paul gave his state of the city address. And uh, Mayor Fry wants us to know that Minneapolis is on the mend, right? Okay. And I got to thinking, what does that mean to a Mysterian as opposed to what does that mean to us? When a Mysterian says... Come on down, my city's great. What does that mean to a Mysterian as opposed to what it might mean to a GLer? For example, uh, Fry uh, would offer as evidence of his city being in the, on the mend that they're tackling housing and homelessness. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I'd, I'd go along with that. That should be tackled. Uh, they're tackling violent crime. Okay, but that's not under control. So I would not offer, as a GLer, I would not offer violent uh, crime reduction as an example of my city being on the mend because that's not true. Well, that's an answer to conservative questions. And he phrased it in such a manner that he just gave us the percentage that it's down. He didn't give us any um, real numbers down from how many separate incidents of of you know like say gun violence or robbery down from what to what he just gives us a percentage 
And that's just playing with the numbers. If he's spinning the numbers, if you ask me. He said there are workers back downtown. Uh, not enough from my point of view. Uh, we don't know that. You've got big firms moving out. You've got vacancies in the buildings that do exist. You know what it is when he says things like that? Because you see a lot of that with people that are just simply trying to pretend that something else is going on. And that's what we live in. Mm-hmm. We live in this cycle of, well, we're just going to pretend. We're going to pretend that that person's a woman. We're going to pretend that this doesn't exist. Why is that so difficult? He offers as another example of the city being on the mend that they're meeting their goals of climate change. Uh, mm. We don't know that. Well, that's, that's not important because that that's a non-factor. There is no The climate has always changed. But it is to them. It is to you because it means... A controlling mechanism. It has nothing to do with the environment. Absolutely nothing. Minnetonka went out on this day in 1857 and 2018. Take that for what it's worth. Uh, The goals of climate change uh, do not meet my qualifications for a city on the mend. And then finally, city workers. Apparently he would wish that City workers be more respected, and and oh, okay, I I I'm all. How for are they that. not being respected right now? I'm, I'm all for that. Yeah, but why did he pull that out? I, I mean, that know. seems right. like filler material to me. Yeah, but when a mysterian is faced with, here's a mysterian at the head of a city uh, that as recently uh, as. When was the final four in the Super Bowl? The Super Bowl was February, early February of 2018, and the final four was the following April in 2019. So that's four years? Yeah. Roughly. As recently as four years ago, it was a flourishing city. But as I said, because I was downtown a lot for the other gig I had, yeah. it was starting to deteriorate. And then. yes, I'm aware of the ramifications of the pandemic, which really enabled Mysterians to ruin a lot of things. Mm-hmm. They they probably didn't think they were ruining things, but they did. And then the George Floyd summer didn't help. I, I understand that, and I'm willing to factor that in. But what I view as a thriving city is not what a Mysterian would view as a thriving city. You know, I want lights up across the street at Christmas. I want to be able to walk down the Nicollet Mall without one ounce of concern. I want there to be full office buildings of people gainfully employed. I want some more uh, care taken to accommodate motorists who must park downtown. Do you want kids running in and out of Target with gro- or garbage bags full of merchandise? No, I don't want that. Okay. I, I want a Target store where mom goes in with the two kids and feels comfortable uh, shopping for school supplies or whatever. I, I don't want what the Mysterians want. I don't want... Uh, I don't know. Well, I don't want what they want. What they? I don't know what they want. Mm. What do they want? Because this is what he came up with. Uh, and he's caught between a rock and a hard place because he probably is smart enough to know 
that he has to offer a functioning city that's attractive to people that the mystery compels him to reject. Follow me now. Okay. He has to offer a city that's attractive to the people that the mystery compel him to turn his back on. In other words, rich people. The people paying the bills. He has to turn his yeah. back on people who achieve. Yep. He has to turn his back on people who are maintaining nice properties. Home ownership. He has yep. to turn yep. his back on home ownership because that goes against the grain. Private property is a staple uh, of the uh, Mysterian white, mystery. White patriarchy. He, he has to turn his back on patriarchy. We've noted before there is no more brotherhood in Minneapolis. The brotherhood however loosely defined it might have been, were guys or gals who could go to a mayor and say, look, uh, X isn't working and B is, let's let's fix this. Those people don't go to the mayor anymore. The people who go to the mayor are single interest people, trans activists, uh, equity activists, uh, you name it. And, and, and routinely... Uh, because they're because they're not schooled in competitiveness and entrepreneurship, cities like Minneapolis uh, continue to fail in even accommodating the mystery aspirations. For example, this black uh, event at the at the convention center about a month ago, yeah. a black job expose mm-hmm. or. Yes or uh, a black entrepreneurship expose, and the woman they put in place screwed it up. The the money wasn't there. They couldn't pull it off. So they're not even pulling off that which they approve of themselves pulling off. So so where, where does a guy like that go? Well, he stands behind a podium, barely visible above it. <laughs> like he should, Kilroy. He should stand on an apple crate or something. And and he comes up with, while well, we're tackling violent crime, we're, we're bringing workers back downtown, we're handling climate change. We're all uninterested in that, sir. That's not what makes a city. Safety makes a city, and that horse left the barn. Would he have done that? Because the first thought I had was, would he have done that had we not had that arrest federally a couple of days ago? That's a good point. That that certainly helps him reinforce that. But it had nothing to do with the mayor or anything statewide or even locally. That was a federal operation. And I know when Mayor Carter has had his state of the state, it was attended primarily by city workers. Well, there's a great dichotomy there. There's a great paradox that basically he was addressing the needs of the public to the needs of the public class. And again, Carter uh, has been ingrained in the ideology that I'm not paying attention to the people who pay the bills. I'm not paying attention to families with children. I'm not paying attention to... Uh, properties well-maintained. I'm not paying attention to any of that because my focus is to bring about equity, and I do that by uh, by ignoring those who actually produce and am attempting to funnel their production to the people who don't. Well, that's not an interesting city. Right. No, he talks in... He doesn't give specifics. So, so what's a mayor... So Fry... None of what you said 
appeals to anybody except maybe the handful of people who showed up for your remarks. No, 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 no. They didn't show up. It was 200 people, and they were all invited. Oh. It was invite only. Okay. And this paragraph I'm about to read to you is just hysterical. All right. Um, it was live streamed on the city website, but Frey received uh, Fry, excuse me, received a standing ovation from the assembled crowd, which included elected officials, <laughs> civic leaders, and community activists who were essentially handpicked by the mayor's office. There you go. There you and, that is not the sign of a successful city, right? Um. And Fry knows that. I, I'm convinced he's not that stupid. He's, he's smarter than that. Is affordable housing, and I'm serious, I don't know anymore. I, I just don't know anymore. Is affordable housing a euphemism for projects? Yes. Where bad things happen? Yes. Well, it, he was giving the speech from a new project. Right. And, and the what you should always keep in mind when you use the phrase affordable housing is affordable for whom? He's not talking about making it affordable for you. He's making it affordable for people. Well, and then Biden chips in by helping because if you're an achiever, you'll, you'll pay a higher mortgage rate Lots of so that works. money can be funneled yeah. to the people who don't have any money. Uh, there, there was nothing in this fellow's remarks that would indicate. To, and then you get, I read the comments on the story, and he's got a constituency because there was quite a few comments who say only right wingers say Minneapolis doesn't work. Well, they don't come downtown. Well, whoever said that completely misses the point and doesn't even understand what the mystery is. The mystery is uh, bringing about 10 years from now, if we keep going the way we're going, Minneapolis will not exist. Nope. It will not exist. Hmm. It will, okay, it will not exist as a center of commerce. It Joe, it's not existing in that way right now. It will not exist as a gathering place. Uh, it will not exist as the center of culture uh, and arts. It will. None of that will happen. None. And, and then I have to be. I have to be somewhat objective here. I'm trying to be fair. Uh, cities are changing. People can work at home and. Uh, there's there's a variety of reasons why downtowns per se are no longer the center of commerce because uh, companies can get better deals on property maybe in the suburbs and that's where they build their office building and on and on and on. There's many reasons for that. But the uh, uh, generally speaking, the city of Minneapolis in four years, in four years' time, has become... A, a no-go zone compared to what it used to be, mm -hmm. and Minneapolis, uh, St. Paul, the same. There, there's really, St. Paul is a very <clears throat> dystopian cityscape on a on a cold Friday night. And here know, we too. are. We're what three, a little over three weeks away from Memorial Day weekend. We're going to know a lot about what the future holds in the next coming months, because if. We all know what happens in downtown when it starts to get warm out. That's when the real crime starts to surface. Well, you might shoot fireworks at each other. 
Yeah, but like like what happened or last year? Innocent bystanders. Innocent so, bystanders. what was your original question again? Because I still don't think I can answer it. When your quiz to us. The, the The exercise we're playing is: What does a uh, a thriving city mean to a Mysterian? Free because stuff. they don't even want thriving cities are an example of that which they're opposed to. They're opposed to patriarchy. They're opposed to convention. They're opposed to the history of how the city got built. They're opposed to uh, too much whiteness running things. They're opposed to everything thriving cities stand for. And certainly black entrepreneurs can participate in making a city thriving. They'd be opposed to them. They would say... Uh, what's happening right now is thriving. Well, look at look at what we're doing. They're they're always touting the success. We're going to have a free taste of Minnesota on the Nicollet Mall. Come here and raise your kids for free. You know we're offering free this and free that. That to them speaks that we're thriving. Well, let's continue to explore this in a moment. Okay. Yeah. But how about I? T- you know what? Do tell. How about does it make you thirsty? Ice water. water. That's free. What the hell? I'm a connoisseur of ice water. And you want the best, don't you? Yes, I do. And that is my friends at Hofferman Water. I had my Connecticut system installed a couple of years ago, and then we moved. And the first thing my wife said is, "Um, you better get on the phone with Hofferman because that new water system, that's coming with us. So here's what we did. We made the call, and we got on the schedule. That's what you should do right now. Get on the schedule. It's springtime, Ruck. Springtime is here. It is the season. It is the season. So get in touch with my friends at Hofferman Water and get that new. Treat yourself. Come on now. Treat yourself to some brand new water. Uh, whether you're in the mood for a water softener, an iron rust or odor filtration system, or a brand new drinking water system, Hofferman Water is here for you. They've been servicing the great state of Minnesota for over 50 years, and they're the best in the business. 952 952- 894-4040. That's the phone number. 952-894-4040. Or visit their website, HoffermanWater.com. If you go on their website, you can see every single system that they have available to you and your family. Bad water's terrible, but they can fix it. Hofferman Water has been proudly serving the state of Minnesota for over 50 years. Tell them you heard about them here on the Garage Logic Podcast. Cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. Nothing better than something that makes our lives better and a lot easier, and that's what Seafoam does for us. Just one easy way. We can stay ahead of uh, issues and calamity, well, motor-related with Seafoam. It helps your engine run longer and clean uh, run cleaner. It, it's just a great way to stay ahead. It helps. It helps everything run better. It's safe. It's easy. You can use it in all types of engines, cars, trucks. And as for using it, what do you? What do you? T- just open it up, pour it in. Boom. Done. Easy. Get a, give it a little bit. Give it a whole can. Depends on how much you use it. You be the judge. Uh, and you can pick it up everywhere: convenience stores, auto stores, grocery stores, bait shops. Truly a wonderful product. In a world of bad gas, Seafoam. Okay, I thought of something else that might be helpful in this exercise. What, in the eyes of a Mysterian, constitutes a successful or thriving city? Another way to look at this is, what do we, meaning GLers, what do we have in common with the people who run our cities? 
Uh, Rook, read me the start. Start listing me the members of the Minneapolis City Council. Uh, Ward one, yep. Elliot Payne. Okay, I don't know anything about Elliot Payne. I want you to look that up in a moment. Who's okay. number two? Uh, Ward two, Robin Wansley. Okay, I predict I have nothing in common with Robin Wansley. Okay. Uh, number three. Uh, ward three is Michael Rainville. I'd have to look him up. Number four. Uh, Latricia Vita. I have something in common with Latricia Vita. Wow. Uh, okay. She's, she's, she, whatever it is, she gets it. Okay. All right. So far, that's the only one I have something in common with. Five is Jeremiah Ellison. Nothing in common with <laughs> Jeremiah Ellison. All right. Uh, Ward six, Jamal Osman. Nothing in common with Jamal Osman. Ward seven, Lisa Goodman. Unlikely. Uh, Ward eight, Andrea Jenkins. Nothing in common with Andrea Jenkins. Are you Jenkins. sure? Yeah. Uh, Ward 9 is Jason Chavez. Probably nothing. Okay. Ward 10, Aisha Shugtai. Absolutely nothing in common with her. Ward 11, Emily Kosky. Don't know. Ward 12, Andrew Johnson. Don't know. Ward 13, Linnea Palmisano. Don't know. And the mayor I have nothing in common with. Now, if you could, Rook. I can. Can you uh, find out... How many of the city council members have children? Okay, I will do that. That'll take you a while, so it's I'll okay. keep talking and you I'll, look for it. I'll let my little fat fingers run the numbers. So when I say, what do we have in common, I, 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 know, I know more closely the St. Paul City Council members and the St. Paul City Mayor. The mayor has children. The mayor of St. Paul has children, so we would have that in common. But when I look at the city council... Uh, I don't have anything in common with them. I like cars. I like uh, golf. Uh, how many city council members in Minneapolis and St. Paul are anticipating the fishing opener, for example? <laughs> That's right? funny. That uh, one. Uh, I, I, uh, I like Jeez. unfettered... Uh, Ability to move on my own, so I, I would not be the fan they are of public transportation. Although, as I've always said on the show, I'm a big fan of public transportation where it makes sense. It doesn't make sense here, and it's fallen into ruin, criminal ruin. It's essentially a free service, and until they install turnstiles and enforce security and force you to pay to ride it, it'll never work. But I have, I basically have nothing in common with the political class who runs the city's closest to the country's tallest buildings. Mm -hmm. I have nothing in common with them. Nope. And you're not alone. I mean, we were just talking about this earlier. Not, none of us are represented well. And, and so, in fact, you could even say the vast majority of us are not represented well with that same thinking. Nor are we federally. Nope. Nope. Uh, thus, the great divide in the country. Uh, the biggest distinction I would guess is uh, raising families. Yeah, I think. Well, right now we're zero for two. Okay. Um, but if you move on, you can go ahead and skip Rainville, Matt. I'm uh, looking at his bio okay. right now. Go ahead. Uh, he's been married 32 years, proud of their son, Michael. He's okay. a history columnist. 
Michael is, um, Michael Rainville, that is, is a fifth generation to live in Northeast Minneapolis, graduated from De La Salle, received a degree in marketing from St. Thomas, and uh, started his career in the hospitality industry before joining the Minneapolis Convention and Visitors Association, where he was part of the team that built the hospitality industry in Minneapolis to, uh, yeah, a big deal. Then he would have a lot in common with us. Yes. He would want, uh, to him, possibly, a flourishing city would be a full convention center with people coming to town and booking hotel rooms. Right, right. So, yeah, yeah. Isn't he the one, Kenny, that uh, the mayor, I don't know if you guys saw the mayor's press conference, isn't he standing behind him? I don't know. I thought he was when he was talking about the taste of the 4th of July well, specifically. You would think he'd be involved in something like that. Yeah, th- exactly. <clears throat> well, uh, Michael Rainville, I, I'm, I'm rooting for you to see the light. I, uh, what we're learning at the state level is not one single DFLer, even out state, has broken ranks with the... Mysterian DFLers from the urban core who are running things. Nope. But I find that puzzling. Why somebody from up Kenny's way, for example, who's a DFLer, wouldn't be able to put the brakes on once in a while and say, no, I'm not voting for that. Doesn't make sense. That doesn't right. make sense That's for my people. Doesn't make sense for the people I represent. I'm not voting for that. We have nothing in common or very few instances of having something in common. What I would have in common with Rainville is that, okay, we both have, have children, both went to similar schools. Uh, he's interested in a flourishing, uh, I would think I'm not off, off base saying he would be interested in a flourishing business climate. Uh, I can't believe that Andrea Jenkins has any reason to be... Uh, enthusiastic for a flourishing business climate she would certainly accept it but i can't imagine she would do anything to encourage it she'd be no children i would imagine now we're getting to her i'm yeah. on osmond right now in ward yeah. six yeah and uh <laughs> i'm looking i'm looking at goodman uh doesn't say anything about a family but obviously she's been a professional politician for years and years mm-hmm. i mean she worked for wellstone right she enjoys gardening, hiking, antiquing, spending time at her farmhouse in rural Minnesota. Oh, she has two homes, huh? Evidently. Yeah. Business is good? Yeah. Okay, that was Kenny Got Goodman. All right. I'm on Jenkins right now. I'll just I'll read it to you. You can skip no, Jenkins. Yeah, Jeremiah no Ellison, all I could find about him is he likes to paint. Oh. He's a painter. He's he an artist. He like paint the garage? Or? No, he pictures. Oh. His on bio walls. makes no mention of a family. Who? No. Uh, Ellison. No. Uh, there were a couple of them. Ward, Ward 2 Wansley, no mention of a family. There isn't one. Uh, Chugatti, I bet no. I'm no getting family. to her. Osman, wife and five kids. Really? Yeah, Jamal Osman. So, okay, we got kids in. He's got he family. must be Catholic, huh? Uh, probably. <laughs> no, actually, I don't think he is from Ward 4 Vita. She mentions that she has a husband. Yeah, I've, and met, in, I've met her and her husband. Have you met the energetic fur baby Bobby? No. Boy, so you no disappoint kids. me there, Vinny, uh, Latricia. Yeah. Fur baby. What the hell is that? Oh, that, they all use that. I know, I know. 
okay. Okay. Let's let's boil it down even further. I wonder what role having children plays in how you would have an outlook on a flourishing city. Well, schools, you have an intimate connection with kindergarten and junior and senior high and middle school. Well, 75% of the teachers in St. Paul fear for their safety on a daily basis. The schools aren't safe. I think you might be wrong about Osmond not having anything in common. Because don't you also have... I said that we did have something in common. But don't you also have a wife who is connected to a feeding the children scam? (laughs) Like Osmond's <laughs> yes, wife? Yes, I do. Yeah. Yes, I do. Okay. Yeah. That, right. Did we ever, on earth, did that ever go anywhere? Because oh, they're still looking at Oh, it. we're investigating we're it right. still. Okay, gotcha. Uh, Andrew Johnson has a kid. Okay. He lives over in the Howe neighborhood with his wife and son. Okay. Good. For fun, he likes to rock climb. Take his dog, Rosie, to the Minnehaha off-leash area and bicycle around the city's great trails. He reads mostly nonfiction and likes to spend time with friends. I, well, you're, you're, you're touching on something else that I find interesting. The, the extracurricular hobbies of Mysterians would be the cheapest possible hobbies. Going for a walk. Rock climbing, gardening. Playing with your dog. Staring Outdoors, at a tree. yes. You know, staring at it. Things you can do while stoned. I think I'm playing the pyramid game. No, but they well, they wouldn't involve, uh, you know, buying equipment to to golf or playing having baseball, a, having a yeah. fishing rig, right? You know, with snowmobiling. The, snowmobiling. Yeah. You're right. Uh, they they wouldn't they wouldn't have that. They would not be interested in car shows. Oh, they wouldn't be interested. Now, as recently, uh, well, it isn't that recent. I can't remember the last time, but do you, Rook will remember that on Saturday nights in downtown St. Paul, there was a car show on Kellogg Boulevard. Yeah, outside of... Outside um, the uh, hotel. And it would go all up and down Kellogg. Yeah. And sometimes where it was really flourishing, it would be all over downtown. That was 10, 15 years ago. That's never going to happen again. Ever. That's sad. Boy, it almost sounds like you're describing my dad's life where they would cruise Lake Street, well, cruise Hennepin, yeah. and cruise University. Those days and are just done. Over and over and over again. University, Lake, Hennepin, over, you know, just do laps all well, the, night long. The failed academy has done a bang up job of disabusing the modern kid of the automobile. I've told you this a thousand times. I'm old enough to remember, and Kenny's dad is certainly old enough to remember, when a high school parking lot was a car show. Yeah, yeah. It was a car show. Yeah. And today, these kids are, they think it's a pain in the ass to drive mom's minivan to school. Well, you know what? They don't care if they own a car. Uh, My kid went to Roosevelt, and they actually had a few car shows there. Okay, that's a, uh, that's rare. That that would have been, you know, 2000, what the hell date is it? This is 2018, 2015, and there were some pretty cool hot rods and they were the kids' cars, but they had a really really good automotive co- uh, course there. Oh, both cool. Both body well, shop and engines. I wonder if it engines. still exists. Uh, 
I would hope so, because it was really, really cool. And there were a lot of really talented young men and women uh, working out of those shops, high schoolers. Was it independent, Kenny, or did it have an affiliation no, was, with Dunwoody? Uh, I don't, you know what? I don't know. That's a good question. Okay. Okay, I'm done. Yep. And what do you got, Rook? What's your report? 13. Well, I'm 13 go ba- I'm uh, ward seats. Uh, yes. Ward 13, Linnea Palmisano. No mention of family. Kenny covered uh, Johnson with 12. Koski, 11. No mention of family. Shugtai, number 10. No mention of a family. Chavez, number 9. No mention of a family. Uh, we already did Jenkins and Goodman. There's no family with Jenkins. Yep. And Goodman was... We have no mention of a family. No mention of a family. Uh, and then Osmond, five kids. Ellison, no family mention. Four uh, was Vita with the fur baby. Uh, That's not a kid. We know. We <laughs> Unless know. it was a really hairy kid. We knew about Rainville. Kenny covered Rainville. Wansley, number two, no mention. And number one, uh, Payne mentions a wife and a Chinese crested Miyami. Must be a cat or a dog. No kids. So total kids and 13 seats. Uh, five. And how many did Rainville have? One. Six kids. Six kids and 13 seats. And well, I now think, in their in their defense, Joe, there's a chance they might be protecting their privacy. Fine, and you I also say as a husband and three kids, though that this is your buy. Fine, I also want to understood that I don't care if you have, if it's not my business whether you have kids. We're, or no, not. we're just looking for something that you know. I'm we looking share for in commonality. Common. Yeah, yeah. I, I you, because much of what's done in the interest of bringing the mystery about, does not take children into consideration. Depriving mom of her parking spot on her residential street to put a bump out for bicyclists is not taking the mother's children into account, the mother who just got deprived of her parking spot. Hmm. She's got to pile the kids into the car to take them to softball and target and drop them off at school. Now she doesn't have her parking spot. Why doesn't she have it? Because the Mysterians would weigh in favor of a, of a cyclist more than they would a mom with kids. Right. Now, the cyclist and could have kids, don't get me wrong, but the cyclist just trumped mom with the kids who has a car. And so what does that mom do who can't find a parking spot on Bryant because of the bump outs? She takes the easy way out, and you can't blame her. She goes down to Target on Cedar and 66th Street, where there's plenty of parking, and she can run in there. Yep. So local businesses suffer because of the bump outs and the traffic calming and the bike nonsense. Mm-hmm. You're right. There's no respect for parents with kids. Much of what's done does not take who. What mother right now would take her children on light rail? Oh, God, no. No Hell one. Not. Hell no. Well, unless you were in, you know, dire straits. I mean, that's the only re- reason you would do it. But no, nobody with the right mind would take their children. You notice Bry didn't mention light rail crime stats because they, in fact, are still going up. Yeah. Skyrocketing. Uh, Fry, by the way, has a child, if not more than one. One child. One child. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Rook, what do you have to tell me? 
Uh, I was going to tell you all about the Minnesota Masonic Charities. That's what I wanted to hear. Excellent. And you heard me a couple weeks ago tell you about the scholarship program that they have. It's one of the largest private scholarship granting organizations in the state of Minnesota. That's very impressive. Minnesota Masonic Charities are very proud to support the young people of Minnesota, the young people that are really putting in effort. And these aren't euphorians. These are kids that are future garage logicians. This year they launched a brand new scholarship program unlike anything that you've ever seen. It's called the Selfless Scholar. The way the program works is instead of inviting students to apply for scholarship based on their own achievements, the scholarship encourages young people to look beyond themselves, recognize the kindness and selflessness of their fellow students. And after receiving just a bunch of great stories, MMC has finalized the recipients for 2023. And over the next several weeks, I'm going to be letting you in on some of those stories. The other cool thing is there's 15 scholarships, $5,000 scholarships that are split between between the nominator and the nominee, thereby awarding both the person who took the time to write the story and the person whose story got the attention of a peer. Looking forward to giving you some of those stories. If you'd like to learn more about the program, it's a great scholarship program, check them out online, mnmasoniccharities.org. That's mnmasoniccharities.org. The Tri-State Bobcat sale on the Toro Time Cutter Zero Turn Mower continues all the way through May. Listen to the prices of some of these amazing machines. The 42-inch Time Cutter Zero Turn, $2,999. What a great price. If you don't have a huge yard, that is your baby. The 50-inch Toro Time Cutter, $3,499. And the big one, the Jewel, the Ace, the 60-inch Titan Zero Turn Max, Titan Max, with my ride, six thousand four hundred ninety-nine. That my ride. I know you. You've heard me say it before, but that suspension, the whole deck floats. It's just amazing. It really tames rough terrain. You combine that with the Kawasaki engines; they're so powerful and reliable. And then the Toro design and build makes maintaining and cleaning the units very easy. It's simple. Everything is easy to uh, get to, e easy access for everything. It's just wonderful designs. When you go to Tri-State Bobcat and start examining the Toro Time Cutters, you're going to see why they are the leader in the industry. Check them out. Three locations in the metro, Burnsville, Little Canada, and Hudson. And if you're anywhere near Owatonna, slip into Mankeys. They're part of the Tri-State family. Oh, and the website. I almost forgot. TriStateBobcat.com. The song. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes. <laughs> throat. Nice throat. <laughs> What's the matter with your voice? Monday night, all of a sudden, out of the ether, it appeared. Mm -hmm. And it started with a little, you know, a little nose runny and a little tingle. And I said, where you been for five years, and uh, you know, then I was sicker than hell for two days, and then I got, then I'm feeling okay, but I was left with ricey throat. Uh, Usually, ricey that's throat. an October situation. Well, but spring and fall were the uh, were those key times. I had a terrible in the spring a few times too. Yeah. You don't got the covids around. though, do you? No covids. No, I no, I did the home test, although. The whole test she got now, I have no faith in. Uh, the, the ones before, we just put the little, 
dribble on there and it either turn two lines or one. That was easy. This one was looked stupid, so maybe I, I no, it's not the COVID though. She's gotta quit buying them at the dollar store. When you got sent yeah. to that whorehouse when you were a kid to yes, was that Lanchies. Well, you know what I mean. Was that yeah, for yeah. was that was that for speech lessons? Yes, it was supposed to teach me to speak out of my diaphragm because oh, I always, thank you for saying diaphragm. <laughs> I appreciate that. Because I always, because uh, I spoke about, <laughs> but I didn't pay much attention to the lessons because these women were running around in lingerie. Right. I went to I a cat house for lessons. Yeah, yeah. That's most people would say uh, most people say you speak out of your uh, backside. Back, <laughs> yes, right. That's true. That is true. I, I do that. I do have a I sports observation. First, I want to mention this. I looked up the Chris Rock Tussin original thing today because yeah, yeah. I was taking Tussin, and you know he said the old man said put Tussin on it. He was saying some stuff 15 years oh. ago that he would never get away with. He was, they'd never cure anything. These doctors, Jerry Lewis, have been watching Jerry Lewis for 15 <laughs> years. They haven't cured anybody yet. Hey, come on, get, get one of these kids a stick. Stand them up. He said, come on. He said, get George Lucas in there. Do some special effects. Jerry, <laughs> he was getting, he was, he was saying stuff he'd never get away with. Rod, Joe, before you go, I need some advice from Roycey. I'm, uh, I, too, am on the Tussin right now. Yeah. Uh, can you just drink that liberally? I mean, is there a, a dosage? Because I've just been hitting it a couple of times an hour. Drinking it on ice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some orange juice, some cran a splash oh, of cranberry. God. <laughs> Maybe I that's think. why I didn't sleep last night. I was with too much Tussin. I think Tussin will help you sleep. That's the problem. I'm afraid if I take too much Tussin, I'll just nod off of the chair. I got some stuff I got to do. So, but damn, I I was I was so happy for five years without this thing, and now here it is again. I just don't have my normal singing voice. Right. The people love to enjoy so much. It's kind of gone. So Who anyway. is Bill Zito? God, I don't have any idea. He's the GM of the Florida Panthers, my new favorite team in hockey. What the hell has he um, put together there? I I don't know. How come they finished eighth? I know. How come, how come they were eighth? No, they were good like a couple of years ago, didn't they? I think they won a they, cup. They either won a cup or got to the final. Florida won a cup, won Rook. I think they did. And the coach is Paul Maurice. They've now won yeah. two straight in Toronto, which is cataclysmic for Canada. Oh God, they got to be just terrible, feeling terrible up yeah. there, don't they? Yeah, because they they beat the good Florida team, the Lightning. You know, the one yeah. that everybody was afraid of. Then these guys, they don't care. They just go out there and beat anybody. <laughs> you know, they it is lost. amazing. It is. They. I was watching the end of that Boston game seven, and when they scored with a minute to go. Yep. I turned off, turned down the sound, and I could hear the puckering from, uh, from yep. my living room. <laughs> right. You, every rectum in that building went. Yep. Tightened up. She tightened up on yeah. them. Yeah. Slammed yeah. shut. They were, yeah. They were too tight, Rook. They were too tight. That's what Gil would say. I don't know yeah. if guys are too tight. That's why the guy's getting hurt over there. The but GM is a guy named Bill Zito. Wow. 
And, you know, he's up, but stuck out there in that god-awful arena out by the interstate They're in highway. the middle of nowhere. Yes, they're out in the jungle. And they, you know, with a lot of years, people, I mean, they've been good now for three, four years. Maybe they're getting crowds now. I'm sure they're getting crowds now. No Stanley but, Cups, but one conference championship in 95-96. Yeah. Oh, okay. Really? That far back? They're not even close to Miami. They're at Fort Lauderdale, practically. Yeah, yeah, they are. They're. Uh, well, when I used to go see the grandkids up in uh, Bo- uh, Bonita, you not not Bonita, Boca, uh, Boca. We drive by that place out there, stuck out in the middle of nowhere, a little strip mall the shopping. Sunrise, place. Florida. There yep. was a great video yeah. that I saw this morning. It says. Things are going well in Toronto, and it's two 30-year-old guys drunk as hell leaving the arena. Yeah. All they're saying is, we're losing a bunch of guys from Key West. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like the players on the team are actually yeah. from that area. Yeah. Yeah. God, they, they are so happy that they finally got out of the first round for the first time since 04, and then they, they said, and we get, you know, they were chanting, we want Florida at the end. That was in the Tampa Bay game. They were champions, you know, with yeah, sarcastic yeah. chant because they didn't want the Brewers. And now they got them, and there's nothing they can do about it. And the thing about them is if they get outplayed, the goalie will just save them anyway. So. Yeah. Well, it's been fun. I uh, It's a long way from the wild playing hockey, I'll tell you that. It's just amazing to watch the difference. It really is. Yeah, they just. And they uh, they just are pressing pressing the action all the time. Yeah. I think when you're there's no fear because why should there be? You're the eighth seed, right? You just go out there and you're having fun, enjoying the other team's misery. And now, of course, Toronto gets the gets the uh, away off away ice advantage that there is in hockey now. It's unbelievable how many games the road team wins. I have a theory. I have a theory. I can offer as evidence the success of the Tampa Bay Club, and now I can offer it as the success of the Florida Panther Club. Those guys that live there are in no hurry to get to a lake. They've had it all year round. Yeah, that's right. They got warm weather. They like being in the cold arena in the uh, in the summer because it's 88 and humid there by now. Florida comes but, uh, to uh, Minnesota to play the Wild in January, and it's a lark because they know they're flying right back to Florida. Yeah. Do you know that uh, the stat, I believe, was in the first round, 19 out of 50, the, uh, road, the home teams won. The road teams won 31 out of 50, I think it was. Wow. Unbelievable. Yeah. So, Look at Seattle. Yeah. Look at Seattle. Yeah. Second year of an be. existence. They they are out playing the Wild. Who've been here since 1942. <laughs> well, I was thinking it was the same as the Wild's first run, but that was actually they've done it a year sooner. Right. The Wild one run was the third year. Right. 2003 seems a long time ago. Well, but rem- only because it is. Remember, <laughs> Pat, hundred years ain't what it used to be. That's right, you damn you. There's a philosophy that you've come up with that I've now adopted. That, uh, that's, a, that's a good idea. Oh, so, man. Are you, uh, uh, you had to be, twins? Oh, you had Not to be pleased with that effort yesterday. The Twins? Yeah. The White Sox 
carried them to another. The White Sox had nine chances to win that game and never won it. Meanwhile, the Twins get seven runs and five hits. Yep. Two games before, they got three hits. They can't hit. No. I think they're too tight. They're too tight. <laughs> they're just too tight like that Mauer guy, seven. <laughs> Gil, he's retired but, for a few years. That's why he had not got no hits lately. <laughs> too tight. I tell you who's too tight is Trevor Warnick. God almighty. Oh, yeah. He doesn't even get a foul ball. <laughs> he struck out 10 out of 12, and he hasn't touched. You know, Sano used to always start off with a foul ball. Then he'd miss two. This guy misses all three of them. <laughs> Oh, I forgot to mention this to you guys because uh, I listened to the game yesterday on my way home on the radio, and Gladden had an all-time Gladden line the other day. I think this was the series that they were in when they were in Boston, and Provis is going through Gladden's stats of playing at Fenway Park because yeah, apparently he hit very well at Fenway Park, and, it's, and then he says the stats of the last game, and Gladden says, "Huh." That ain't too bad on three hours of sleep. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So TK let him play a day game too. He probably yeah. needed him that day because yeah. he was, you know, five for, for eight. That very <laughs> reason TK missed forty day games a year with TK. <laughs> Who did? He Laddie? thought he could either. He had two choices: change his habits or just adjust to it. He decided to adjust. <laughs> Oh, he said that, and I just started cackling in the car. That was so damn funny. Oh, <laughs> they, I think those two get along pretty well now, but there couldn't be two more different guys oh. on the planet than Provis. Provis is like the gentlemanly family man, and Gladdy's still a crazy SOP. So, so. Well, I hope you feel better, lad. I don't feel bad, but my voice is horrible. And then and when I talk to you Monday, yeah. it'll be the same. All right, we're in. We're in this for two weeks now. All right, I'll well, talk I gotta, to you. I gotta add. What are we adding to the list of things you don't like? Remind me. He doesn't like the dystopian. word dystopian. Oh yeah, dystopian. I like it. I use it. It's a good word. You use dystopian. Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Well, you're I like Rook. That's I... a bleep you word. Yeah, that's a. That's a if you say that word, bleep that's you. A bleep word. Yeah. <laughs> I know those guys in diner wouldn't have liked the word dystopian. No, that's true. <laughs> All, All right. right. Are you right. off to a Byerly's? I don't know where I am. Goodbye. Bye. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. I'm just uh, you're, see you're, you later. You're at home, Pat. That's, yep. that's yep. where you were. We'll yes. be right uh, back with a scramble. I'm just yes. going to pretend he didn't hear me. Right. right. Hey, GLers. This is Pete Arnold from Hire a Pro. You know, the company that helps you be your own contractor so you can make the roofing company profits instead of the roofing company? I've got Chrissy here. So, Chrissy, why are you in my commercial? You helped me replace my roof. How did that go? It went great. You educated us on how everything worked, showed us behind the curtain, so to speak. And after our $25,000 roof was replaced, we walked away with almost $6,000 for the work we put in. And what work was that? Uh, well, we got the permit and we picked the color. Hire Pro handled everything else. You did a great job, and I'm not even being paid to say that. If anyone's listening and has a storm damage claim, call them. Don't hire a roofer. Hire a pro. That's awesome. I, I appreciate the kind words, and I, I think you just made up our new motto. All right, Joe, you're up. So if insurance has approved your roof replacement, give these guys a call at 651-402-3400 or visit them online at hireadotpro. That's hire a, and then put the dot there, pro. 
He's going to the dollar store. Yes, yeah. sir. Get some fish. Get some meat. Get some. What did you Steak. get? Oysters. We got no. oysters. Oh yeah, we got frozen. Didn't, didn't Pat eat them? No, Bracey made him throw them away. I thought Pat eat them. Throw them outside. They yeah, he wouldn't even let you throw them in the bin. The ride. <laughs> I don't want to smell that. Old. It's the scramble. I think I've had too much Tussin. Oh, that can I'm worried. happen. I'm worried about you. Yeah, it's the scramble uh, with Tussin today. Uh, what was I going to do, Chris? Oh. You were going to tell us about the fine folks over at ProfessionalTurf.com. Yeah, you, wanna, you want the best yard on the block. There's your answer right there. They've been around since 82. But if you want to make it really good, you want to fix up that stinky backyard or make something special out front. Uh, Pro Turf's landscaping division. They they can they can do that. They can work with you. You tell them what you're dreaming about. They're actually going to show it. They're going to make your dreams a reality. It was some sort of computer voodoo voodoo re. Is that a word? Uh, and you'll see what the final results will be before they even shove a, a shovel in the ground. And they specialize in virtually everything landscaping related whatever you can dream up professionalturf.com they uh, they can do it oh and you know what else irrigation not only can they service the one you have they can wake it up put it to bed and they can put them in uh, it's just an all-around great company the best lawn in the neighborhood amazing landscaping you can see all their work at professionalturf.com only because they come to us all the way from fernandia the villages florida from yep. the traveling Lymans at WorldwideWaftage.com. And maybe the website's worth checking based on what I've heard about the villages, if you know what I mean. I think I know what you mean. On this day in 1880. Joe, today is Cinco de Mayo. Lightning struck the Faribault Gas Works. I remember this. Destro well, were you around no. in 1880? No. Destroying 1,000 gallons of naphtha used to power the city's gas lights. But we learned about this. I bet. On this day in 1884, Charles Albert Chief Bender was born in Brainerd. The Ojibwe pitcher would be the first Minnesotan inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame. He would pitch in five World Series for the uh, Philadelphia Athletics, and his career record was 212 and 127. Wow. Wow. Impressive. On this day, Joe, today's May 5th. In 1973, Father Frank Perkovich celebrated Minnesota's first polka mass at Resurrection Catholic Church in Eveleth. Drawing on his Slovenian and Croatian roots, Perkovich had arranged traditional folk music and adapted hymns in English, bringing the polka mass to the Iron Range Sweet. and later celebrating it in venues around the world. I don't want her. You can have her. She's too fat for no, me. No, I don't think they no, did I that. That was the opening can. number. Oh, okay. Do they still do that? I would love to oh, yeah. see oh, yeah. that. I'm sure really? They do. Sure. Cool. On this day, on this day, May 5th, in 1974, 1974, in the in the heart <laughs> in the heart of the Beast Puppet Theater, yep. presented its first Minneapolis May Day Parade, part P 
peaceful protest, part carnival, the parade has become a South Minneapolis tradition occurring every year on the first Sunday of May, which means it's this Sunday, and that could be offered as an example of what Mysterians think would be the sign of a flourishing city, a puppet parade. Uh, what year was that? 1974. I remember that because exactly one year later, May 5th, 1975, and we don't do birthdays, but my sister Maria was born. Puppets give me anxiety. Okay. I don't like puppets. Uh, I, I want to rip them right off the hand no, and just no. start flogging. I did a beautiful the, eagle's uh, wing with a puppet uh, just a couple I, weeks ago. I want to start flogging the uh, puppeteer with their puppet. Oh. I, I just I, 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 I kind of know what Kenny means. They're, yeah. they're, Are you sure you're not confusing them with marionettes? We're well, the same thing, isn't it? Close yeah, enough. those I just want to snip the strings. They're off-putting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they really are. Well, they're, it's a craft. I that mean, Elmo you guys thing. Don't respect the craft. I, I would yeah. like to tear <laughs> Elmo from... Hello? Yeah, limb to limb. Oh, don't be Elmo. Hey, but in all seriousness, yeah, that's an example of what the mystery would point out to be a sign of a thriving city, this cheap-ass puppet parade. Yeah. I'm sure it's beautiful, and mm-hmm. I hope it's wonderful. Yeah, but but it's great. again, I don't think it would be very expensive. Do they have rated X puppet shows? Yes. Yeah, for you they do. You have to Where go to one of those places on the freeway. Puppets are just smashing each other all day long. Yeah, on this it. day, on this day, May fifth, nineteen eighty-five, thirty-eight years ago, Joe. Yeah. My future bride took me on her first date to a Twins game at the Metrodome. Our first date, 38 years uh, ago. You know, only ago. some sap would remember that. They played Baltimore. Uh, uh, Baltimore beat the Twins. Uh, Joe, I remember our first date. Yeah. <laughs> it involved a whole hell of a lot of tequila. <laughs> <laughs> Probably and don't a, remember how it ended. And a wobbly drive back to my apartment. <laughs> well, GLers, you have a great... Weekend. Yeah. yeah, that was some date, all right. We'd like Holy to know what you These are like real. <laughs> We'd like to know. <laughs> we, I, uh, these don't say I need help on aisle five, do they? No. Oh, real no. fun. Not yet. Uh, uh, we'd like to know what your plans are for the weekend, but it's none of our business. Take it away, Polka Boy. I don't want to go to Pod Ammon right now. No, I do. Actually, I do, because I want to find out. One of the beautiful, uh, entertaining, educating podcasts that are out there that you don't even know of yet, but they're all in their library at Pod MN on your smartphone. Yesterday, I was poking around the GarageLogic YouTube page that you can subscribe to, and you will go down the rabbit hole because some of the stuff on there is fantastic, and you'll be reminded of how great the show used to be so many years ago. So subscribe to GarageLogic on YouTube, (laughs) and then go to garagelogic.com. This is serious. You want to sign up for the GarageLogic Town Council for $10 a year or uh, $10 a month or $100 a year? You can be entertained unbelievably. Well, oh, by the way, plus you get a, fi- a $10 Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Store gift card when you sign up. 